Hey there, podcast listener. Steven here from the podcast you're currently listening to. You ever heard a podcast and think, I can do that? Well, maybe you can, or maybe you can't, or maybe I can help you get started with it. Hosting is the most expensive cost you'll have in a podcast, and that's why Anchor by Spotify is the easiest way to make a podcast. Really, they have everything you need all in one place. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. With Anchor's hosting, you can distribute your podcast to other listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and a whole lot more. And if you think you can do a better job than I, record a podcast right now. There's very low risk involved. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And best of all, Anchor is free. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. once was kind of a pain in the ass but um got the license with a but i swear it's the worst picture i've ever taken in my life i look mugshot homeless uh-huh. and it's a mugshot like i just got out the joint and no one was there to pick me up like that kind of shit um but got that squared and then i was like oh cool i'm legal to drive blah 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 and I'm like, I'm about to drive this whip, motherfucker. And then my wife goes, um, you're not on the car insurance. And I go, uh. So <laughs> I don't drive. And then the car insurance, we have Geico. <laughs> because I didn't have a license for so long, I'm like, okay, well, we need to do an investigation to make sure oh, everything's Jesus. on the up and up. This will take about a week. And I'm like, oh, of course it will. Yeah, course. So <laughs> now I'm officially on the insurance. Nice. So now uh, my wife does not remember how to operate a car on the weekend <laughs> uh, i've been driving my daughter to her to work and, and fucking going to the store and, and my wife's crazy when she goes to fries because it's um fries is a grocery store here oh i was uh, gonna say like why she go to fries like sorry. um fries food and drug uh they have an app and they'll have digital coupons and all this and it's funny because i'm behind the times in a few things because i don't go places because right. I didn't have a car. So for shopping, I would only go to the store. My wife was there. Mm. I wasn't paying attention to what she was doing. So she sent me to the store and she's like, okay, so you got to log into the app, put in your phone number, find the coupons, load them into your card, and then you have to get the the red tag items. You can get five of them. And if you get, you have to get exactly five red tag items to get the, I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, can I just buy shit? <laughs> so I figured it out, you know, 
we're, <laughs> we're doing the best we can. <laughs> so. oh, man. It's funny because uh, I saw this uh, meme. I can't remember. It wasn't a meme. It was like a, like a I think it was Facebook. And it showed a, uh, from the perspective of an astronaut on the moon. And he's looking up and you see this meteor tear right through Earth. And he's on the moon and he goes, what would be your thoughts right at that point? You know, like if you saw that, what would be your thoughts? And I replied, uh, of course. Yeah. <laughs> that, that, that would be my response. I'd be like, uh, of course that happens. Yeah. Like my, I don't remember it, but my wife said when we, we were in a pretty bad car accident when I lived out in LA and uh, someone ran a red light at like 45 miles an hour, slammed into my side and we rolled, um, ended up upside down. She said that right before the truck hit, <laughs> I looked at it and went, shit <laughs> i'm like oh yeah sounds about right it sounds about like, right i wasn't screaming i was like oh, fuck yeah like this is gonna hurt yeah <laughs> uh, no, you look you're like uh, of course <laughs> like that's that's just the top of my day <laughs> this is what's happening with my fucking <laughs> life <laughs> oh man <laughs> oh i was watching so I was watching some of that D-Day celebrate, um, remember memorial stuff on, um, on TV and, uh, you know, um, Fox news said that one of the commentators said that, you know, you know, for D-Day, we should actually be celebrating the president. And, no. and I looked and I went, why, what did it's he never do? Been about that. Yeah. I'm like, what did he do? He dodged, I, he dodged the draft how many times to get out of Vietnam? It's like, we're going to celebrate that. It's like, it's not about that. <laughs> Dude, Ann Coulter, who's been like Trump's harshest critic, that's of late, goes, she goes, oh, she goes, oh, can you imagine if Trump was president in 1944? She goes, we'd be celebrating the 50th anniversary of the ger- t- tariff on Germany. <laughs> I, I like, thought Dan Coulter was a conservative. She is, but she does, she thinks Trump's a pussy now because he's back down off the wall and all the shit that he says he's going to do oh. and then backs off. So she's been trolling him for like the last year or something like that. The only president that should be celebrated during the D-Day celebration is Franklin D. Roosevelt, if any. And it's still not about him. No, it's about it's well, about the men, and, the men i was gonna say men and women but the men <laughs> that um stormed fucking the beach man yeah you know it's like i mean it's it's kind of like oh my god it's like how far up his ass do you have to be like we have to find a way to celebrate him why he didn't do shit who said that again fox news fox news running out of material anyway yeah i know right <laughs> it's getting hotter and hotter to spin what he says <laughs> As a positive, <laughs> not just saying random shit. Like Fox News is a joke. Like even, even if I was a conservative, and you know, there's nothing wrong with a rational-minded conservative. We right. always, we always, when we discuss crazy conservatives or crazy liberals, we're talking about the extreme, yeah. obviously. Right. But you have moderate conservatives and moderate liberals, and they're perfectly decent human beings. <laughs> nothing wrong with them. And moderate conservatives don't like Trump for right. the most for part. For the most part, yeah. Because he's insane. They like some of his, they liked some of the policies that he had set, talked about, but at the same time, it's like they don't like the antics that he's going through because it's like it's, you know, beneath the president. It is beneath. And, and, and that's a thing that I've, I've talked to people before is that the people that hate Trump the most really are conservatives. Yeah. Because he's acting like, like a, a buffoon. Fool. Like a damn fool. 
Right, and they these are the same conservatives that didn't like <coughs> Obama because they thought he was a little too relaxed, yeah. you know, and he didn't take it seriously. Well, <laughs> Trump ain't taking shit seriously. So oh, you spend like what two hundred days golfing? Yeah, didn't he? Wasn't he said when I'm president, I'm never going to take a vacation? Yeah, I goes, knew that I, was a lie. Yeah, I know. I like work. I don't, I don't know what's the problem with work. I wouldn't ever leave the White House. Uh huh. This ain't work, homie. Yeah. Like this is this is some real deal shit. Yeah. This isn't work, homie. This is a lifestyle. That's right. <laughs> every every president deserves a vacation here and there. Yeah. I've never thought otherwise, but he's especially been, when you can't. You you never really leave work. No. From, you know from. Sun up to sun down. Yeah, because you're you go to bed and then suddenly you get two hours sleep and then you're woken up because some asshole decides to go and fuck around over in the Middle East somewhere or you know somebody has to try to act the fool and you gotta you know go and solve it. But it's like he's spending all his time on Twitter watching Fox News, calling into their shows. Also, I don't think he reads the paper. Oh, that whole thing about um, Queen Elizabeth giving him that book. Everybody goes. Every everybody every uh like late night ho- show host guy was going. You think she was trolling him? Because we know he doesn't read. And like, oh, I decided to give you a book about Winston Churchill. And you have uh-huh. Donald Trump going. Oh, I've heard about this. These, yeah, I've heard about these. They, they, they're great. They're great. Yeah, you could like lift them up and like open them and like the pages flip and stuff. <laughs> I didn't even know that's what she gave him. Yeah, she gave him a, because oh, he's supposed first edition of Churchill's World War II book. Yeah, because apparently he's supposed to be a fan of Churchill, which I'm like, if you're just being overweight and smoking cigars, is you know that's not necessarily a. Well, let's not disrespect. No, no, Winston I'm saying Churchill. I'm not. I'm saying that if because obviously he doesn't respect anything else. Like what? Right. Yeah. What? What? His policies. Somebody's like, no, you expect the fact that he just drank, smoked cigarettes, and he was overweight. You know. First of all, dude, I just I see this picture. Of him in that tux? No, he's leaning down, looking at something with the queen, and his hair is super gray. Yeah. This motherfucker losing it, bro. <laughs> well, so um, what does somebody say? They go with his uh, tuxedo, and they go, well, at least we know who's going to be, the, he was playing the next, uh, who was playing the penguin in the next Batman movie. Oh, yeah, because he was in Tales for, yeah. um, or something. And he just, he, it just, it was, oh, it was bad. It was bad. He just looked like he didn't fit right. Cause, and I think that's a lot of Im- an image thing. We've only on, always seen him in American suits. But even in American suits, he's not all white. <laughs> all right. Now, now, we're just, now we're just being assholes <laughs> at this point. <laughs> I mean, dude, three-day suit broker, they could take it in. They could tailor it a little bit. Come on. If you have that much money, they can make you a good suit. You know? They can make you look like Keanu Reeves. Come on. Donald Trump puts his hand on Queen Elizabeth's back at state banquet. Did he break protocol? I'm pretty sure you're not supposed to touch the Queen of England. Yeah, yeah, that's a, that's what I heard. That is, I was like going Come on. with all the, the, the it, it, considering all the things he can do. I'm gonna let that one go. <laughs> no, he shouldn't touch it. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Lose his hand now. Uh, all right, welcome everybody to the Lazy Geeks. I'm Stephen Vargas. I'm Adam Riley. All right, so we're back, everyone. Uh, my cold got worse after we recorded last week, but I'm good enough n- now to do the show, so we're going to go for it. And, and excuse the, the, probably the, the coughing that you're going to probably hear. I'm going to try to do a lot of it off mic. But It's so annoying. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> it's the greatest cough you've ever heard. It's like the biggest the- in the nation that this country has ever heard. Um, so, yeah, but uh, 
so but before we go on, continuing on a little bit on Trump, uh, before we get into the show this week, Trump took to Twitter to claim that NASA should stop talking about going back to the moon since we were there 50 years ago, forgetting that he himself was tweeting about getting back to the moon by 2021, saying now to forget the moon and think about Mars, tweeting that we, quote, should be focused on the bigger on bigger things we are uh, focused on the much bigger things we are doing, including Mars, which is which the moon is part of defense and science. Now, you know what he was trying to say that the moon is part of the Mars mission. But when you're issuing issuing national policy by tweet, you best make sure that it sounds good and can't be made to make made to make you seem like a dumb fuck, which is kind of what he did on that point. Well, he should also realize, too, that even if it could slightly be turned, people are going to turn it. Yeah. You know, so he needs to be a little bit more careful, but he's never been careful. Right. I don't think he I cares. mean, he could have said, like, yeah, we, we're, we're going to focus on going to the moon and from there to Mars. You can't go to Mars without going to the moon. But because he says, you know, the moon, Mars, which of which the moon is part of everything went, you know, went, uh, went batshit crazy. And, um, somebody drafted up a, a SEC document that stated that the Mars had purchased the moon in an intergalactic, <laughs> yeah. in an intergalactic purchase. Um, well, the thing that irritates me too, is that I agree with what he's trying to say. Right. Like I've been saying it for uh, fucking years. For, mo- <laughs> for, for people that want to go to Mars, yeah, you've been saying that you have to go to the moon before you can go to Mars. You you don't have enough fuel to break the Earth's orbit to go to Mars. You do. It's just wasteful. Yeah. And we can learn a lot on the moon about living long term somewhere else. Living large. Low gravity and shit. And still, it's only three days to bail. Right. Like if you have to, you know. So, yeah, it makes more sense. Just Just having no... Like, fuck it. We've never done this before. Mars. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's really fucking dumb. Like, you, you know, know, if we put a Chevron sign on the moon, then everybody will want to go to the moon and then we can head off to Mars. But, yeah, you know, I mean, there's been a lot of people um, saying that Mars is probably like robots are doing just fine. There's no reason to put people there. And I'm like, well, you know, right. But the, logically, yes. But <laughs> there, there's a there's a touch of pride in there, too. We did this. <laughs> yeah, I know. You know. And uh, I, I said to Adam earlier this week, I go, is it sad that f- that our greatest human achievement was 50 years ago? Yeah. You know? Um, speaking of which, I actually saw that documentary, Apollo 11. It's fucking great. <sighs> which one? Where, where is that at again? Um, it was in movie theaters. Um, I think, it, I don't know when it's coming out. I know it's like CNN's going to broadcast it, but uh, you could probably find it online. Actually, no, I, I, can, I think I can actually share it with you. Um, well, but it, we'll see it. That's all I know. <laughs> but it's, it's, a, it's a great documentary. There's no talking heads, no people giving hindsight or insight in there. It's actually just using news footage, NASA footage, um, fr- um, showing basically from the launch to the moon and then back again. Nice. So it's in, and they've remastered all the video quality, so it's all HD. Um, I heard when you could see it in theaters, you could see it in the in IMAX, and I heard it was amazing in IMAX. And I'm watching the video, I'm like going, "Fuck!" Like it gives you really like perspective on just like how fucking big those rockets are, yeah. and and um and some great footage of it. You know the the stages where it separates. It's really really cool documentary. Well, I would assume it would make 
if they remaster it, it should make the videos look a lot better because really back in like the 90s when we were watching old film, they're just, it's stretching it the fuck out. Yeah. Like it, it wasn't remastered. They just, <laughs> they just put the tape in. Yeah. Like here, we'll, we'll figure it out. But it, it looks it looks really good. I'll, I'll share it with you later. Okay. All right. And uh, one of my biggest pet peeves is when news sites use nonsensical speculation to create a clickbait story. And this one comes from Engadget. And I was actually kind of shocked by this too. Now, in an earnings report, GameSpot has been on a downward trajectory for a while. After another dismal quarter, the writer of the piece claims that their downside is due their downslide is due to the fact that there are no next-gen consoles on the horizon, which is preventing people from purchasing things at GameStop. Yet within the same article, they cite that GameStop gave no reason for the sales decline. But that didn't stop them from speculating on it anyway. And Engadget, you're better than this. Yeah. Like, I respect Engadget for a lot of the news. But when I read this, I was like, what the fuck? Like, I literally went on their comments and, like, took them to task. Because what they were saying is, is like, yeah, there's no new console. So there's no reason for people to go in there. And my, my chief argument on there was, okay, obviously this person who is writing this has never worked retail a day in their life. Because everyone knows organizations like GameStop, Best Buy, Fry's, Target, they don't make money on consoles. They have a fixed revenue income from them. They're fixed prices. They make money off reselling games, peripherals, HDMI cables, all their extra bullshit. Yeah, all their extra bullshit. It's like, no, it's like, really? Because how did they manage before the PS3 and the PS4? Oh my God. Like we could have lost them all the way between you know, the, the PS1 and the PS2, we could have lost well, them then. That. It's like, yeah, there's not new consoles coming out. There's new games. Yeah. You know, but, and, and that's just weird. But it was... Whoever like, wrote that knows nothing about video games, essentially. Exactly, and that's, that's kind of what I was, was doing that. And some people, some people were saying that, yeah, it's because the culture that GameStop had created, you know, with basically kind of being the only real way to kind of sell back used games and then get shit for them. They're like, now it's everything's digital or everything is on a streaming service. Now people aren't, are realizing that they can, they can actually sell the games on their own, like two people and stuff like that and not have to go through GameStop. What we're watching happening to GameStop, even though they're doing it a little bit better is what happened to Blockbuster. Yeah. It's the technology is moving in a different direction and they're just not able to they're not going to be able to sustain eventually. That's why you when you go in there, there's less games and more junk. Yeah, there's more collectibles and all that because they're trying to switch to something that will make more money. They bought Think Geek, so they have a lot of Think Geek stuff in there, um, which honestly was a smart move. (laughs) And they're trying to do retro gaming stuff too online and stuff like that. But. I, I honestly, I, I think GameStop is going to close a lot of their stores eventually and just have an online presence. Yeah, I mean, it makes sense that way. But, you know, you also think you also think of, like, with games, too. It's like, yeah, they have a fixed price on games, so they don't make much money. They make money to say that they don't make any, but to, they don't make an astounding amount of money on, on um, consoles or games because they're fixed pricing, you know? So they're only going to get... It's like comic books. Yeah, it's like 40% or maybe 45% on there. They can't buy something for little and jack up the price. That does, that's not how it works. But when you have, you know, you know uh, uh, Xbox Live or PlayStation, you know, the PlayStation stores selling, oh, you can buy these three games for 40 bucks. 
what's your incentive to go to GameStop when you have to pay 60 bucks for each of them? Right. You know, it's like it. it and honestly, too, Amazon got them deals. Even when, oh, when you yeah. want to get a game, it's cheap. Yeah. Or they say like, oh, hey, if you pre-order this with us, uh, with GameStop, we'll give you 10% off and whatever. You know, it's like, oh, shit. You know, it's like, like most most people do not have. Like you'll see a lot of people online like I have to have physical games and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, there are those people, but that's a niche market. The, the majority of people just want it cheap. Like yeah. whoever's selling it the cheapest is who's going to get my money. Right. You know, and, and that's pretty much me. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't give a shit. You know what I mean? But, yeah. um, a lot of the younger people are doing digital. I mean, that's ba- my Xbox. My Xbox one forced me to do digital only because the disc drive broke. Oh, right. So I started just like, whatever. And I just bought stuff off the store and then they start, I'm like, all oh, these deals are kind of sick. Like they have like yeah. weekly deals and yeah. I'm like, well, whatever. That's kind of what I did too is like, I was like, yeah, I'm going to buy physical games cause I like having physical games. But at the same time, those, di- those digitals, man, they were giving some really good deals. So it was kind of like, nah, fuck it. You know, it's like the digital, the digital deals though are kind of like the, the prices that the digital content should be, you know, as opposed to right. 60 bucks for a physical copy and 60 bucks for a digital copy. It's like, no wait. So you're saying that we're getting the disc, the cover, the artwork for free? Yeah, because it's like if we've all seen the picture of like um, the sale of a game or a movie, and there's it's a pie, and then who gets money? Yeah. So the one that says distribution that should be taken out, right? Because it's not being distributed. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, whatever they're trying to be slick because mm-hmm. most people are are just gonna be like whatever. It's it's sixty bucks. Yeah. You know, but um, I don't buy games full price anymore unless it's a brand new game and I have to have it, and that that hasn't happened in years. Like I would I'm say the, the I would say the only reason I haven't bought some games um, at day one has been because of cash flow. Yeah. <laughs> and PC games, miss me. I never buy a PC game full price. That's stupid. Oh yeah. PC games have the best deals. Those humble bumbles. Humble, right. humble bundles. Humble bumble bumble Humble bumble bumble. Just so you guys know. Uh, we're recording this on Sunday, which I think Ubisoft had just. I'm not Ubisoft, but. Um, uh, Bethesda was it Bethesda that had their presentation tonight? Um, I think theirs just ended. But next week we're going to have our annual E3 recap episode. So yep. you know we've been doing it every year for the I last. I forgot E3 was even going on until you said something earlier today. Yeah. So because they already announced Project Scarlet for Xbox and all of that stuff, but we're gonna save everything up for next week so we can have everybody's um, a whole recap of everything that came out. So the whole show will be E3. E3. Because there the won't, event. because there really won't be much news anywhere else. So no, that's that's where it's all coming from. <laughs> yeah. All right. So why don't you take so, us into some short takes? Move into the short takes. I'm doing the majority of the reading to save that silky voice that Steve has. Oh yeah, that's right. So <clears throat> <clears throat> like last week, it already says that. It's so funny <laughs> how he put it in there. All right, whatever. I'm skip that. <laughs> this week, it was leaked that the possible price of the new Warner Media streaming service could go between sixteen to seventeen dollars a month. That would include all Warner Brothers content and movies, as well as include HBO and Cinemax. Uh, would adding HBO and Cinemax be enough for people to sign <laughs> on to their service? Really, that's not that expensive if it includes HBO and Cinemax. Yeah, and that's the thing is, is like people are like, well. 
like HBO by itself is 15 bucks. Exactly. So like for an extra buck or two or extra it doesn't two have Game of Thrones anymore. So who cares? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's so funny. Like it's funny, but they're like, Oh, what's HBO going to do without Game of Thrones? I'm like, I don't know. What did they do before Game of Thrones? Exactly. What did they do in between the years long? HBO has been around for a long time. <laughs> what's funny too, is that people were saying like, Oh yeah, what are they going to do with that? And then this, uh, four part miniseries Chernobyl came out, bruh. Everyone's been telling me about that. I need to see what's up. That shit is fucking insane, dude. I think we have HBO. You have to ask your wife because it might be on Hulu. (laughs) Yeah, for real. Um, She has some on Amazon, too. She's fucking killing me. (laughs) It's all over the place. I know, right? Um, When Bungie drops Destiny 2 Shadowkeep on September 17th, the core game will shift to a free-to-play expansion-level standalone content. Content. That's how I should have ended that. (laughs) The core game, which will be called Destiny 2 New Light, will feature all year one content, including foundational modes, um, activities, and rewards. After being hurt by free titles like Fortnite, Bungie is attempting to grab new players and hopefully bring back some old ones in the process. Yeah, the whole Fortnite model has really taken over um, competitive shooters. Yeah. It just works. You know, you make a solid game that you can play for free forever because I, I don't I'm not into that kind of game. My kids, <laughs> they don't play it as much, but they played a lot of Fortnite just like everybody else. Yeah. And the cool thing, my son, my youngest son plays it still. The cool thing is, is the game is solid for free. I have not given him. I think I paid once so he could have an expansion for his birthday. Oh, that's cool. And then he just plays the shit out of it. And he he's never feels bad. And every once in a while, he'll earn like skins and silly shit and, you know, whatever. His friends will gift him things that they got from something because you can gift gift uh, the purchase stuff to people. Right. You know, so I'm like, that's an awesome model because if if you if if you entertain someone <laughs> and they become invested in it, they will pay. They'll they'll pay for the extra dumb shit. And none of it is. um like pay to win yeah it's all just cosmetic dumb bullshit it's not ea <laughs> right well what, so, I, I mean, what i thought was kind of interesting is remember how you know mmos used to start out and it was always like you know pay and then eventually after nobody pays anymore they go free to play yeah i thought that this was kind of interesting because the fact that you had destiny which was probably the last of that kind of stuff because you had people paying 60 bucks for like destiny the original destiny game like nobody would shut up shut up about and then Destiny 2 came out, and then it just kind of came and went. And then it all became about Fortnite and then Apex, whatever that Apex, you know. And also, yeah, Apex Legends or whatever. Yeah. It also doesn't help. Even the original Destiny fell off hard yeah. because they started being pay to win, you know, and a lot of silly shit like that. And, and a lot of stuff they promised they didn't come through with, and the game just became repetitive, you know, and, and – Destiny 2 was kind of the same way, and they've been trying to fix it. Yeah. Um, although I hear Destiny, the game is fun. I've played the first one. I had the first one, and it was fun, you know, but I got bored because it's just the same thing over and over again, <laughs> you know. Yeah, I never um, really played. I never really played Destiny. I was kind of intrigued, but then the thing was is when I started hearing people playing it, it was always either they liked it or they didn't. Mm-hmm. And it was kind of like, well, I don't like games that are like either you like it or you don't. It's like because games like that, especially in the online space, 
the ones who liked it, it's because all their friends are playing and they're having a great time. But the ones who didn't like it are the ones that came in there without any friends playing it. Yeah, which would so be they're me. playing so it by themselves, it. and that's not how the game is designed, or they just don't like it. <laughs> you know that happens too. Yeah. Um, with Spider-Man: Far From Home still a month away from release, I can't wait to see that fucking movie. Neither can I. Um, the internet is already talking about who will be in the third film. Uh, internet rumors begin with "quote unquote" inside sources claiming that somehow Marvel is going to cram Deadpool into Far From Home. Uh, which was quickly dismissed, only to be taken over with possibilities that Venom will be in the third movie if Sony gets its way, even though Kevin Feige uh, stated Venom is not part of their universe. We can't have Venom in another Spider-Man movie. Uh, there hasn't been enough time since the last since the last time Venom was in Spider-Man 3. There will never be enough time. Well said. Um, yeah, I think Venom needs to earn its stripes still. Yeah. I mean, um, by the, the first movie was decent. Yeah, I mean, and the second movie they're working on now. So you know, by the time that Spider-Man Three rolls around, it's like I don't think they'll be doing a crossover in that. Especially in the fact that if you realize in the first movie, there's no mention of Spider-Man. No, it's a completely different origin story. Yeah, or Peter Parker, or the Daily Bugle, or anything of that. You know, there is no. They're not even in New York. Yeah, they're in San Francisco. Right, And so it's, you know, when I first heard about Deadpool being in Far From Home, I'm like, oh, shut the fuck up. Like, do you think Marvel's really that heady that they're going to like, well, we need to cram. Would it be awesome? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Even if it was just one of those like post-credit sequences, you know, where he make you know, he makes a, you know, a traditional joke and then, you know, just a joke or something like that. And. You know, Peter Parker, like they technically could slide him into a to a I'm not saying they would, but they could slide him into an end credit because they did the PG-13 version yeah. of Deadpool 2, which is still my favorite version. Yeah, I, to be honest, I still love that version more than the R version. The funniest bit of all Deadpool movies was when. um, Oh, shit. What's the dude's name? Fred Savage. Sav yeah, Fred Savage. When he was like. Well, it's not really a Marvel movie. I love that scene. And it's scene. so funny because he's in Deadpool's <laughs> fully masked, and I can still see that he's like, excuse me? <laughs> it was so fucking it's like, great. It is a Marvel. Yeah, but it's through Fox. It's like it's like there's the Beatles, and then there's Nickelback. Right. Like, it's still music, just sucks. <laughs> I thought he was going to come upside his fucking head. Oh, my God. It was I, I was laughing so fucking hard. Like when they so, show that in the trailer, like that, like for me, it was like that's the reason I'm going to see that because he just right. totally talks trash about Fox. No <laughs> oh man, I'm the most excited about this one. Steve, Steve told me this, and I, I think <laughs> I was like, holy shit! <laughs> Did you orgasm <laughs> at your desk? Like, <laughs> so you love the soundtracks from the Final Fantasy franchises? I don't even know why that's formed as a question <laughs> because. You, we all love them. Okay. I reworded that a little bit and I fucked it up. <laughs> it was written better. Um, well, now you'll be able to listen to them via streaming services. You can listen to music from the original Final Fantasy through through to 2016's XV um, or 15, uh, <laughs> including direct sequels like X2 and um, Lightning Returns and even individual albums for um, each 
14 expansion. There were a lot of expansions for yeah. 14, and I never even played 14. <laughs> I want to go back and play all those fucking games. Like, I've missed so many Final Fantasies. Um, the soundtracks are up now on Apple Music and Spotify Worldwide, and that is confirmed because I was bumping the fuck out of them. <laughs> dude, when Final I wrote, Fantasy such good fucking music. When dude. I wrote the piece on, uh, on, the, on the blog, I was like going, you know when people sit there and go, it's fucking just video game music. I go, that's where you stop them. And you pull out Final Fantasy, and then you're like, okay, just just sit back, and I'll be waiting for the apology. I feel, and I might be wrong, but I feel the Japanese <clears throat> elevated music and video games. Oh, yeah. They, they really brought it to the next level as soon as the technology allowed. Like They're like, why, why are we cheapening the music? You know, like fuck it. This is music. Music is so important to storytelling, and you, and we saw the greatest music come out of not the jingles, like you know the Mario Brother theme and stuff like that, but the great, <laughs> great orchestrated pieces in RPGs because you can set that mood, you can set that tone, and especially when you're <coughs> we're just reading text on a screen, right. And the characters aren't even moving in most cases. That music really puts you in the mood because I was at work. And I was like, oh, man, the Final Fantasy, I told this one this one dude that I work with, he's like, hey, I know you like this shit. Check it out. I was like, oh, shit, I got Spotify. So he was queuing it up. He comes to my desk. He looks real sad and defeated. I'm like, what's the matter? And he's like, I play Aries theme for Final Fantasy VII. I said, you don't play that, man. You can't. <laughs> we can't listen to that. You can't play that outside. You got you get- I immediately put it on and was like, huh? <laughs> That's when you're like, you know, when you just, you know, you feel sad. You drink in a home alone. You know, you cue that up. That that's what that's like. That's such a beautiful song, though. Oh, I know. Like it's it's, and and if you were a kid when Final, I think it was ninety six. I played through all of Final Fantasy, seven, in a three day period. I didn't do anything else. I just played <laughs> Final Fantasy seven, like. And when she died, I think that was the first time. A video game made me cry. <laughs> I think I was like twelve. Yeah. I can't remember. When I heard, I like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when I heard that, I was like immediately texted you and Patrick, and then Patrick just sent me back the oh emoji. <laughs> He's like, oh shit. <laughs> yeah, Patrick. Patrick note has good taste. Yeah. That's <laughs> I think he has all the soundtracks too, because he collects all the uh, all the um, uh, gaming soundtracks. You should. Oh, s- no. Dude, when he cues up his iPod in his car, I'm just and he's queuing there. I'm like, going, Jesus Christ, dude!" And he's like, "He's like, I love my music." I'm like, I "No shit." Yeah. So definitely check those out. And and let's be honest, you have either Apple Music or Spotify, right? Everyone and has it's available it. on the free one. Like, it's not you don't have to have the paid Spotify. It's like the free one. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I was so happy it's on Apple Music because that's the one I pay for now. <laughs> fucking jamming in the car dude oh shit that's like apple music is now available on android and i was like i was like like because i like apple music yeah i i gotta admit that when i had because i had i had a iphone when it first came out when it was uh when they gave you three free months and i remember really liking it but i was on that hard like I'm never paying for any of the streaming services, you know, while there's so many yeah, free ones. He used to be so militant, adamant. I say militant, like about never pay, and a lot of people were, yeah. especially at that period, because yeah, everyone everything was, was to charge for things. Yeah, and everything was free, so it's like fuck that. Why? Why should I pay when I have it for free? 
right. And now they have value. Yeah. Like now it makes sense. You know, yeah. <laughs> when he was like that, it made sense. I was doing the same thing, but I was also just broke. <laughs> I couldn't afford to pay for that shit. So it, it supported your viewpoint then. <laughs> exactly. All right. So now into some it looks, headlines. It looks like we have two headlines today. Steve's going to do the second one. Uh, so let me roll in. Steve, big ups to Steve, first of all. All these scripts and show notes, that, I don't do that. It's nothing but Steve over here. Okay. While he's dying. He hits me, he hits me up throughout the week. And he's like, this sounds kind of cool. I'm like, yeah, fuck it. Add it. That's that's my. Yeah, that's, that's your contribution. <laughs> <laughs> I always say I'm the talent. You know, that's, that's it. I just come do my job and I leave. You know. Pretty much. You're welcome, by the way. <laughs> you done coughing, motherfucker? So I can read this? Yeah, I don't know, man. Yeah, go ahead. He's coughing on my bullshit. That's fine. <laughs> just before E3 begins, Google took the chance to reveal stadia details for their service uh which included wait which includes when which included when we can that made sense i don't know why my brain fucking just shut off which included when we can expect it and the pricing just an fyi it's all good the big date is november the technology giant will launch a special founders edition for 129.99 sometime that month uh, that that the the pack uh, available to pre-order now will come with a Chromecast Ultra Puck, a limited edition night blue controller, first dibs on a Stadia username. No one picks my username, so I don't really care. And two three-month Stadia Pro subscriptions. Two. Mm-hmm. Oh, one for you and a friend. I should just continue reading. <laughs> Before I question it, um, Stadia Pro will otherwise cost $9.99 um, per month and grants you access to Google's library um, of up to at up to 4K resolution and 60 frames per second with HDR and 5.1 surround sound. Google also announced its first wave of Stadia launch titles. These are Dragon Ball Xenoverse 2, Doom Eternal, Doom, the 2016 version. That's a Okay. Um, oh yeah, because Doom Eternal's the um, the newer one, the second one. I, yeah. For some reason, I felt it was an expansion. I was like, wait a minute. Rage Two, The Elder Scrolls Online. That's cool. Uh, Wolfenstein Youngblood, Destiny Two, Get Packed. Okay. Uh, Grid, Metro um, Exodus, Thumper, Farmer Sim- Farm- Farming Simulator Nineteen, which is oddly really fun. I played that the <laughs> other day. Um, Baldur's Gate Three. Nice. Oh, let's stop for a second. <laughs> Baldur's Gate fucking three. Yeah, everyone. I know, right? I let that settle in. I've played all of them, okay? Fucking Jesus. All those old D&D games and shit. Power Rangers Battle for the Grid. Football Manager. Uh, Samurai Showdown. Final Fantasy 15. Tomb Raider Definitive Edition. Rise of the Tomb Raider. Shadow of the Tomb Raider. <laughs> NBA 2K. That's a big one. Yeah. Um, Borderlands 3, uh, Guilt, yeah. um, Mortal Kombat 11, Darksiders Genesis, Assassin's Creed Odyssey, Just Dance, Tom Clancy's Ghost Recon, Breakpoint, Tom Clancy's The Division 2, Trials Rising, and The Crew 2. You can't have a game platform without Trials Rising on it. Right. Well, one thing also is that you keep in mind that Assassin's Creed Odyssey and Ghost Recon Breakpoint, those are pretty new. Yeah. So to have them already on the service is, is pretty awesome. 
the division two. Yeah. Know, there's, there's a lot of newer things on here, um, which is kind of impressive. Destiny two, destiny. Let me get my cup right by my mouth. Make me look, sound like I'm echoing. <laughs> destiny two will come with a, the base game, all previous add-ons, the new shadow keep expansion and the annual pass. And just as Kotaku reported, it will be possible to transfer your guardian from a PC or Xbox copy of the game. For now, the functionality doesn't extend to the PlayStation 4 version. Of course it doesn't. Um, <laughs> all of these games, <laughs> you're, you're in a walled garden when you're <laughs> fucking PlayStation 4. Oh my God, um, all of, of these games not. will be joined by... Huh? That was funny, the way you're like, of course not. <laughs> Didn't expect it to. Um, all these games will be joined by yet-to-be-announced software from Capcom, EA, and Rockstar. And this... I hope they bring um, some big Rockstar set because Rockstar games are kind of timeless. Like as long as they're in the last 20 years, people will play them. L.A. Noir. Can you imagine right. that one? Oh, shit. An Active Stadia Pro subscription will also give you, quote, exclusive discounts on games for purchase, end quote. Google explained, similar to PS Plus and Xbox Live Gold. Google Stadia details that will <laughs> offer, offer a Stadia-based service next year that lets you buy and keep individual games. These purchases will be capped at 1080p resolution and 60 frames per second with stereo sound, however. That's kind of weird. Um, Stadia details Stadia details that the following countries will see it at launch. U.S., Canada, U.K., Ireland, France, Germany, Italy, Spain, Netherlands, Belgium, Denmark, Sweden, Norway, and Finland. Uh, you'll be able to play through the aforementioned Chromecast Ultra, a regular Chrome browser or on any computer, or a Pixel 3 slash 3a smartphone. Google says the platform will be expanded to other phones over time and presumably other hardware. You can see a chart for price in all these countries on the lazygeeks.com. Um, yeah, those prices seem right. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with it. And what's actually cool is like the day it came, the day it was announced, you can actually look up Google Stadia and on there it'll actually tell you like, oh yeah, you can check it out for here. Check out your speed. It gives you a graph of like how well, you know, if you get, you know, on the scale you could get their service and then it can actually speed test. And when I went on with my shitty old laptop, it get, and with my using Wi-Fi, it actually said I had a very good connection. So I could actually, I could literally get almost 4K. Oh, I'm, I, uh, I forgot to do that. Yeah. So it was actually pretty cool. So you can actually go ahead, which I thought was kind of nice, is that you can go on there and check, speed test your your equipment to see just where you're gonna. I'm doing yeah. it right now. <laughs> <laughs> While we're fucking talking. Um, I might buy that Founders Edition. That's not that bad. Mm-mm. 130 and you get the controller with it and that fucking and the the i needed a new Chrome, chromecast anyway yeah me too i was like oh no if i got that i need a new chromecast so that would be actually be pretty sweet your connection is great <laughs> based on your current download <laughs> speed of 628.126 megabits per second we expect you'll have high performance gaming experience on stadia I knew the answer to that. Now I just feel like I'm flexing. <laughs> and I apologize. <laughs> oh, man. So, yeah, I mean, it's it's actually not bad. And I was like, I like the fact that you can kind of play it every, anywhere. And that and those particular titles would be good. I mean, those titles are the same titles that like are available on, like, uh, what do you call it? Uh, 
Xbox Game Pass. Yeah. So they need to spread it to more devices, though. I'm surprised that it's only exclusively on those devices at launch. Like they should just have an app that yeah. you can download. But yeah. I don't know. I don't know the technology either. Yeah. Um, I don't know what they have to do to get it to work. Well, look how long it takes them to get for a lot of these devices to get the update on fucking yeah. Android. So it was like, uh, well, I'll talk about that later. Um, all right. So back in April, the heads at the uh, newly acquired Warner Media drastically cut the order of DC Universe series Swamp Thing from 13 to 10. Ep- uh, 13 episodes to 10. Rumors of budget overruns, lack of support, and decreased tax incentives from North Carolina all led to the sudden Swamp Thing cancellation just after just, after just one week after its debut. Unlike other cancellations, the remaining nine episodes of the series will continue to air, but there will not be a second season of the series. Some online reports cite that the new owners of Warner Media are trying to figure out how the DC Universe series will work into their own Warner Media streaming option that is coming out later this year. Of all the series that have debuted thus far on the service, only Titans has received a second season order. Doom Patrol, which recently completed their first season two weeks ago, has yet to receive any word on a second season. When AT&T purchased Warner Brothers, it became clear right from the onset that they were making big, large, cost-cutting measures to help pay off the debt from the sale, Say, raising prices on DirecTV streaming services, even though they promised Congress they wouldn't do so, sharing their, um, selling their shares of Hulu, skipping San Diego Comic-Con in 2019, and possibly closing ver- the Vertigo label. It seems that Warner Media will be looking at the DC Universe service in one of two options. One, work with the series to pair um, into their main Warner Media service, or two, if they can't find a way, they will shutter the service. This doesn't bode well for people that are subscribing, uh, currently subscribing to their service. Again, this is speculation, but all signs seem to be heading in that direction. The second episode of Swamp Thing um, w- dropped on Friday, so enjoy it while it lasts, but with that Swamp Thing cancellation, you may want may not want to invest your time. It'll be interesting when slash if anything happens with the new Stargirl series. Yeah, it really doesn't make sense to watch it now. Yeah, I mean, because it's like, after the first episode, oh, we're not doing a second season. So it's like, okay, so I don't have so to watch have it now. Zero, it's like you have zero faith in it, so why? Right. Why would I bother with it? Right. It's like what happened with the Constantine series in, um, on NBC. When you knew they didn't have any confidence in it, it was kind of like, well, I'm not going to watch it then if you're going to, you know, cancel it. Yeah, there's too much to watch. Yeah. You know? And, and it sucks because it's like, I was going to give it a shot, but now it's like, oh, well, if you're canceling the whole thing, why am I, why am I even going to fucking bother? I watched the first episode. It was good. Um, I enjoyed it. Um, Did you, though, in Jurley? Huh? (laughs) Did you, though, in... in, um, uh, uh, Fuck, I forgot the word. Never mind. Go ahead. Okay. Um, (laughs) (laughs) The chick was hot, too. And that was cool. But I don't know. There's just so much to do now. Like, I've I've found myself (coughs) scheduling my free time because it's is so much, you know, and it gets to the point where like, okay, I have a weekend where a rare weekend where I didn't have to do anything. Like I didn't have anything pressing. Now I know things are going to come up, you know, maybe take someone here or whatever, but I didn't have anything pressing. So I'm like, well, what am I going to do? Like I'm sitting there like, okay, then I need to figure out what I'm going to do. And I, I just decided to do computer shit. Like 
reinstall stuff and computer maintenance. But <laughs> reinstall Windows, you know. Fuck you. <laughs> um, Linux doesn't work. I'm going to reinstall Windows. That's going to no. work. <laughs> no, I, I did mess around with some other Linux distributions, and then I I ended up just going back to a a bigger one because I was getting a couple headaches, and I was like, whatever. Um, but Windows, no. No, thank you. Um, so, so yeah. I mean, yeah. why watch it? Yeah, I mean, because there's nothing... I mean, we don't have anything... We don't even have anything after Swamp Thing. Because uh, Stargirl was supposed to be after that, but it looks like that's pushed back. So, yeah. it's look like we're not going to have anything. So, I was like, well, I mean, aside from just reading comics and seeing movies that I actually already own on there, it was kind of like... Yeah. I'm kind of like... I'm kind of thinking about suspending mine or canceling it right now, too. Yeah. Because... Um, I don't really read the comics because I until I get like a tablet. Not right. Because I've been reading them on my computer, but I don't want to sit at my computer and read something. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I get it, the irony because I'm reading a website, but <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I don't want to yeah. read a book or a comic or whatever. I'd rather do that laying on the bed or chilling in the living room or, or something like that. Exactly. In a can, you know, with uh, relaxing in a candlelight bath um, bathtub, you know. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Um, so. But yeah, and I've and and like I was watching. I, I had DC Universe up the other day and I was watching the Superman um, cartoon. Right. You know, but I've seen that. Like yeah. it's not it's not something that I need to pay money to see. It's kind of more of a bonus. Yeah, that's kind of the thing. Like I was kind of been since I since I heard that was Swamp Thing, I was kind of like because I was going to wait for like a couple episodes in and then kind of, you know, binge those or whatever. Right. But then I was like, well, if you cancel the like a week after, it's like, well, what's the point? And then I was really kind of looking at it like, well, you know, because I'm looking at stuff and I'm like, well, you don't really have everything. And it's like a lot of TVs on here, but it's kind of like I've seen a lot of those that I liked. And then it's kind of like, but then when I go and then I compared it to like going into like HBO or HBO Now or like Hulu or, or, or Netflix, it's like I can always find something new to watch. Right. You know, or you revisit some old things that I was like, it's, it, you know, it's not expensive. I mean, you know, let's be honest. You know, it's not very expensive. But at not the same $8. time, <laughs> yeah. So then, at the same time, it's kind of like, but is it the eight dollars worth? You know, just right. like worth uh, worth getting the access to limited content. So I was like, well, it seems like to me, it seems like Warner um, Warner Media is just cutting its own throat. Yeah, and I, I've been. I don't know. Like, I I really don't have any issue paying it. I just don't. I haven't really used it much so now i have an issue now i'm like okay well why am i paying eight dollars if i'm not going to use it right you know i'd be upset if i paid the yearly and which is why sometimes i don't like paying yearlies for stuff because stuff like this happens yeah like you're like okay well if i would have paid the yearly i would have been months of useless because you canceled shit right or there's just no point you know but whatever um So last week, this is the main story now, people. Yeah, keep up. Yeah. <laughs> last week, Apple made some announcements during the developers conference and gave everyone some insight into their upcoming iOS 13, as well as a new dedicated OS for their iPad and some other stuff. So this week, we are going to go through some of the highlights of the conference and some of the things that got us feel some kind of way. Um, Steve has an excellent write-up. LazyGeeks.com, and the link is in the show notes. 
um, definitely check it out because I'm, I'm going to read it to you. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> if you miss something and you don't want to rewind it and listen to me say it again, you can always read it or follow along. Pause it right now. and We'll read together, you know. Um, I don't really have to read the top. No. Well, so, yeah, the big thing is I'm going to start at the iTunes breakup because that's the big thing. That's the big shake up here and I, really. and I and i think a lot of it is has been kind of clickbaitish because it's like you know itunes is over the era of itunes is over your the music era of itunes been over for a while and it's like going no it's not it's just they're doing something different they're, yeah they're, it, they're it, modernizing yeah and and to be it, it's more of a breakup than it is like oh itunes is over or what you know whatever you've been iTunes, hearing on the news itunes but, was on the decline once it wasn't required mm-hmm because it used to be required. I thought it still was. Yeah. <laughs> when I started using my iPhone, I'm like, yeah, well, I'm yeah I know. I thought uh, for a long time, I thought it was. But then when I started using my, uh, like, I think I did it to my iPad. And then it was just like, I was like, oh, wait, no, it gets the updates. Because you used to have to do it to get the uh, software updates. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But then Everything also, went through your computer. Yeah. And then once I saw like, oh, it's o- OTA now. I was like, oh, sweet. So I don't never, I never need to just connect it to. So. We'll start reading this and based on what we just said. Steve's low-key talking shit here. The <laughs> iTunes era is over. During, during its uh, WWDC 2019 presentation, Apple announced that it's breaking iTunes up into three separate macOS apps, podcasts, TV, and music. Um, this update will come with the macOS 10.15 uh, the shift makes sense and has already taken place on iOS. <coughs> Apple Podcasts, for example, has been on iPhone and iPads for years, uh, but never made its way to the macOS devices. iTunes itself is a relic of a different era in which people bought all their music and movies in one place, and it's felt neglected and outdated for quite some time. The new apps feature colorful sidebars and clear menus that are easy to navigate, especially compared to the bloated iTunes. Apple Music, as the name suggests, is singular, singular, I hate this word, singularly, singularly <laughs> focused. I only put it in there. I only pull stories that you read that has that word in it now. Because you're a dick. <laughs> I don't know why. I've never been able to say it. Like everyone has those like, handful of words that they just can't say yeah and mine singularly like trump is hamburger you know yeah, but that's a retarded <laughs> fucking word that you can't say <laughs> hamburger <laughs> focused on music and other personalized recommendations while the podcasts is dedicated to the podcast listening experience along with the podcast app apple says it's introducing a new machine learning feature that indexes shows so that people can search for content more easily yeah they had this cool thing like with the podcast you could search for something they were talking about yeah and it will find it i thought that's kind of dope because there's been many i was listening to this podcast i don't remember what it was and they said, <laughs> they said da, 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 you know the tv app will include apple's exclusive content along with other providers' shows, including Showtime and HBO. It supports 4K HDR uh, and Dolby Atmos audio. Um, so the best shit. Uh, Apple is focused on services to augment its hardware sales, so give, giving people a specific app to find specific content follows the company's trajectory and new subscription offerings. The TV app, for example, is, is where the company's new Apple TV Plus service will exist. Um, people who... You, people who use still use iTunes 
for syncing will no longer see an app pop up to do so. A phone or iPod will sync through the sidebar and finder. So this is, I, it is as you said, it's a, it's a good idea. Um, and honestly, I was <laughs> my my only I've I've only stepped into the Apple world recently. And my only window into it is an iPhone. Oh, right. So when I was seeing this, I'm like, isn't it already like that? Yeah. And I missed the part where it was on the Mac. Like, I don't know why. I didn't hear that. So I was like, what the fuck are they doing? Like, I thought they already did. And I was checking my phone, <laughs> you know. But I like it. You know, I like having an app for podcasts because it's not – I don't have a bunch of other shit in the way. Yeah, I've actually found the the Apple Podcast app because on my iPad, I've been I, – I use it to kind of see how it navigates and so I can kind of tailor – you know, our podcast notes to the way it looks on there. And I've always found that the podcast, the, it's so much better than Google podcast app. Like it's, it's, yeah. it's cleaner. The interface is not clunky. It's, it's very fine. It, it just, it really kind of makes it, Oh, okay. You know, you can look through stuff and it highlights certain episodes. And, and I've always thought it was clean. And now when I heard that they're going to do that with music TV, you know, I was like, Oh, okay. That makes sense. Like, you know, it's a right. better way to do that. Cause when you use iTunes, it is very clunky. It, it, it's, it's shitty to load. It, it's just, it's, you don't really need it. And if you, they kind of forgot about it too, yeah. it, you know, and the fact that you, if you just really want to look in movies, you just look into movies. You're not, you know, Oh, you can search, you know, you know, you, you can search Titanic and you won't keep getting shit for Celine Dion's song, you know, in music or, you know, all the podcasts that talk about it or what have you. You know, you could just be like, okay, you're looking for movies, you're looking for TV content. One of the things that yeah. people kept kind of freaking out about is um, like, well, what about my music? My music's going to be all gone? No, your music's still going to be there, dumbass. Like, it's still going to be in music. They're not going to delete your whole library. It's still going to be, it's going to be integrated into the Apple Music app, which I think is going to be intuitive because now it's going to also give Apple a reason to say like, oh, you listen to, you know, oh, you listen to a lot of Taylor Swift. Well, how about these too? You know, or, right. you know, or these options are coming up or the people that like this music as you usually get. Um, so I also like too. I feel like Apple more than some of the other ones will try to show me things that I wouldn't search for. Yeah, I, I've noticed. But that. they don't push it in my face either. Yeah. It's usually at the bottom. Like if I'm it's like it, they put it at the bottom because they know if I'm down there, I'm bored. Right. You know, and they go, hey. <laughs> that just sounded this weird is, when you said you know, that. You know, I'm down at the bottom, and when I'm down there, you know. <laughs> <laughs> <No>. <laughs> um, they know, they, they just know me, they get I me. I just feel like, and I've I've discovered some new music that way with Apple Music. Like they're kind, And I know other ones do it too. Yeah. But there's something about Apple Music that actually catches my eye where I think, they put it in a place where I, I would only be in that area of the app if I couldn't find something to listen to. Right, I think with Apple, it's it's a lot more... Um, how should I uh, say it's a lot more aesthetic? Nuanced. Yeah, it's nuanced. It's more aesthetically pleasing as yeah. opposed to like that shitty, you know, Amazon banner that usually flashes at the bottom of some apps where it's like, hey, you bought this. Do you want to buy it again? You know, it's I think it'll right. be a little Instinctively more ignore. Yeah, exactly. It's trying to bother me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I, I think the the breakup of the of iTunes is is long time coming. Um, and I think people have been asking for it for a while. Anyway. Yeah. And the fact that they're breaking it up under things because they know people use their, their devices for different reasons, you know? Uh, and you know, I, I, at first I kind of pushed off the Apple TV, like, Oh, we, sh we see you have Netflix, Hulu and, um, 
HBO Now, you know, do you want to add them to your Apple TV? And I was kind of like, yeah, but now I'm thinking more of like, well, maybe I should because that's going to translate when I go to my iPod, I mean, my, uh, my iPad. And I can, you know, use the Apple TV app there and it'll, you know, say like, oh, hey, these shows are popular on the channels that you have. You know, I think that'll right. be kind of cool to kind of cool to have. Um, so let me, let me, you want um, you want to trade off on this? Oh, I could read the whole thing. This is this is how I'm going to do. We have a lot of bullet points to get through. OK, um, I'm just going to keep reading them. I will probably stop when I want to talk about something. Oh, OK. And Steve will interrupt me when he wants to st- talk about something <laughs> because I don't know what he wants to talk about. Because the so, only way I get a word in edge was. Exactly. <laughs> so there will be moments when Steve decides to lower the quality of the show <laughs> and speak. No, I'm just kidding. I just I'm just saying I'm going to keep reading them because I don't want to, you know, I okay. pause after every single one. It doesn't make any sense. So, Steve, please interrupt me if you want to <laughs> make a comment. So he's broken this up into sections. So first we're going to talk about the Apple Watch. Uh, this OS shit. 6. No, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> 20 minutes, you know. Um, actually, there's some really great things on here. Um, the Apple Watch will get its own app store. The latest update to watchOS will, also, will allow it to run more independently from iPhone. Users can download apps right on the wrist. I thought that was kind of I dope. thought that was actually really cool because before you had to have it linked to your iPhone. And I always thought that was like, well, what's the point of having an Apple Watch if you have to have your, app, yeah, your iPhone in tow? Now it's more than just an extension of your phone. Right. It, it, the, the, I, the, I, I always call it the iWatch. Um, the <laughs> Apple Watch. Because uh, it's the one thing you think it would be called and it's right. not. The Apple Watch is, was just like a second screen for your phone. Right. You know, but now it's going to be so you don't look rude when somebody calls you. You can just glance at your watch as opposed to everyone's just staring at their fucking watch and look like (laughs) retard. All my friends have smart watches. They either have the the well, one of them has the um, Apple Watch, and the other ones have uh, Samsung watches. All right, and they're just constantly (laughs) staring at their watch, and they're squinting. And I'm like, dude, just take your phone out, like for fuck's sake. Um. A new wave of first-party apps for Apple Watch, including audiobooks, voice memos, and a calculator. (coughs) Um, A new streaming audio API lets users broadcast audio from third-party apps through their watch. Uh, You can pick from a wide array of new faces for your Apple Watch. Um, More advanced health and fitness tracking features as well are coming to Apple Watch, including an improved menstrual cycle tracking feature for health. A loudness monitor can give users an assessment of the noise levels to their current environment. That was kind of dope. I, they, they, yeah, I, I thought that was cool too when they did it in the theater. And, and I also, I also think the menstrual cycle tracker is great for men and women. Yeah, because I'm going to track. <laughs> I was going to say <laughs> for hu- for husbands or boyfriends. You know, it's a right. good way to keep. It's a good way to keep track. No, actually, I um I was watching the keynote and uh, someone on my team who is a woman came up and said, "What are they talking about?" I said, oh, they're adding like a menstrual cycle tracking feature to the, the Apple Watch. They go, wow, that's really cool. Like they seemed very interested in it, yeah. the ladies of my team. So um, it seems like it's going to be something that is going to be used. Because that's the one thing you think about when you, you, when you think about technologies. Women are generally overlooked in regards of – It is true. In, in, yeah. in, in monitoring health and technology. We don't really necessarily you know, track women all that much. Right. I mean, we track women, <laughs> but not for the reasons they would want. Exactly. So, um, a new ta- taptic feedback and chime can alert users every hour on the hour. I mean, 
It's my just fucking, it's it's just like what you used to have on your watch. You know, my thirteen dollar Casio does that. Yeah, I it, turned it off. <laughs> I did like the faces though, the new faces that oh, great, th- that that you can line up and like they had like of course for Pride Month they had the Pride band and the and yeah. the the face matched the band. I thought that's kind of cool. Um, one thing that I really liked and I I, I kind of nerded out on was the um, the uh, sun position uh, face on the watch. I don't know if you saw that that one where I did see yeah where you can see the sun's position and then when it goes into night you, it turns into a night screen. I was kind of like oh that's kind of sick. Like I kind of nerded out at that moment of kind of like oh that's that yeah. that's something I would sport. So let everyone know last generation's i um i watch. God damn it, <laughs> last generation's Apple Watch is going to be I think eighty dollars off. No. Um, for Father's Day. <laughs> Keep in mind that's the smaller one. Yeah. Um, but, I might get one of these Apple Watches. Yeah, Adam and I were talking because I was rewatching the keynote uh today because I was actually able to just like kind of just watch it as opposed to like, oh they have this and oh they have that and kind of trying to keep track of everything. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the more and more I was looking at now, the fact that it seems that the the um Apple Watch are more intuitive. You can actually like the fact that you can down, like they were saying, you can stream podcasts and, and, and things on your watch and have it operate independent from your phone. I was like, Oh, so like if I decided to, you know, go for a walk or go for a jog, I can literally just have my, my Apple watch and not my iPhone. Like, it's like, I can just do that now. It's like, Oh, that, that's kind of nice to have, you know? So I, I think not everybody has to have their phone all the time. Right. Like Steve will get irritated because he'll text me. And then I always know Steve got irritated because it'll have his text. And then after that, like a good decent amount of time later, I guess not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like about but three or four hours later, it's like, okay, guess not. <laughs> right, because usually when I'm home, my my phone is on my desk. Yeah. If I'm not in my room, oh well. <laughs> you know, because I, I don't know. I detach when I go home a little bit. So moving on to tvOS. Um, the latest version of Apple T- Apple's TV software will support both Xbox One and PlayStation 4 controllers. This is a huge win oh, yeah. um, for both Apple and consumers. First of all, everybody's already got either or or both in their house. Right. Um, so Apple doesn't have to reinvent the wheel when they make a controller. <laughs> Which is, I'm sure that I think they're coming out with a controller. They might, but the thing is, is that one of the things that I thought was kind of cool, because this was really, um, the keynote was kind of, tailored more towards the Apple Arcade, which is through the TV app. But what I thought was actually kind of cool is that, you know, you can see kind of how far we're getting from the jobs and um, from the jobs era to the cook. Cause you know, with, with jobs, we probably would have had a proprietary controller to work with, with that versus let's just make it work for stuff that is already out there. You know, cause I, they know the chief complaint that they're hearing from fiends. It's like going, Oh, you're, it's, you're always developing singular stuff and it's always so expensive. It's the complaint that everybody has with Sony, you know, it's all proprietary shit and you got to pay through the nose for it. And the fact that they're allowing you to play games using the Xbox one or PlayStation four controller is great because then it's like, Ooh, so you can use controllers that you're comfortable with playing their games. Because honestly, the PlayStation <clears throat> controller and the Xbox controller have become the gold standards. Right. Um, they're both great controllers and it's really a matter of taste on which one you like better. Um, I, I go back and forth on which one I like. better. I know it, it's, a, <laughs> I like the position of the, of the analog sticks on the PlayStation four, but I like, I don't like how loose they are. The thing is, is that sometimes be, uh, be, I, I'm kind of, I like the position of, I like 
kind of like the position, and I'm the opposite. I like the positioning of the Xbox controllers, but I like the looseness of the PS4, especially because with Sony, they utilize both controllers. Yeah. With Microsoft, they don't. It's always, you're using the right analog stick, and you very seldom ever use the left analog stick. But with, you know, if you're doing first-person shooters or something like that, you're using both in that. So I, I think that's kind of where, where I'm at there. But, you know, um, but yeah, this is a huge win for anybody that has those controllers. And uh, especially if you have older ones and your kids want to play Apple, you know, the Apple Arcade. It's like, here, just use this controller. I don't have to buy another one for them. Um, karaoke just got a lot easier. Music you play on Apple TV will include an option to view lyrics in real time. Yeah. I thought so that was cool because cause sometimes, you know, you think you know the song and then you're like, oh, let me show you. Let's play that song. And oh, shit. I was wrong the whole time. I feel like Apple then sometimes... Then what's Butterfield Flaps? Like, I don't know what that is. <laughs> I feel like sometimes Apple comes out with features that you're like, no one asked for that. But you're but okay with it. Yeah, you're, yeah, it's exactly. I know, because I looked at that and I was like, I was like, oh, really? Because you kind of... And then I thought about it, And then I went back in my head like, how many la- How many in the last week have you gone back to look for uh, lyrics of a song? And I'm like, oh, yeah. Yeah, that's right. You know, because like, you know, it's like there's a bad moon on the right and you keep saying there's a bathroom on the right. You know? <laughs> Um, that's a true story. That's a true story. I had a friend who thought that it said it was a bathroom on the right for a long time. There was one, I can't even remember it, but, um, my friend, uh, Ariel said that he thought it said something. And I was like, what? I mean, everybody has those stories. <laughs> <laughs> um, you can also expect multi-user support through the latest this was cool. OS, including personalized recommendations and watch lists for everyone in the house. I mean, that's cool, but that's kind of a catch up thing, but that's cool that they, they're going to have that. <laughs> Um, Apple unveiled the first trailer for the Apple TV series for All Mankind, directed by Seth Gordon. This fucking show looks great, doesn't it? So I was. What if, what if story of if the Soviets, uh, if the Soviets landed? Well, all we know is if the Soviets landed on the moon first, and then it seems like we went balls deep in fucking yeah. space travel after that. Like, oh fuck that, the moon's not the end. <laughs> you know, it's so fucking great. And it's done by the producer that the the co-creator or the creator of Battlestar Galactica, and he was also the co-producer of Star Trek: The Next Generation. So uh, I I saw that and I was like, oh shit, that looks. Yeah fucking balls looks real fucking solid so now i'm like great now i want apple tv plus <laughs> i know <laughs> you know i already have apple music and i have their news plus service oh you subscribe to the the, the news plus yeah it's great I'm fucking magazines i just read magazines all day <laughs> i always have something to read well at least you, at least you don't have to worry when you're at the doctor's obviously you don't have to worry about the shit that they have right they even have the uh linux journal <laughs> oh nice i was reading that shit um now on to iOS 13. Uh, perhaps the most significant release unveiled today was that of iOS 13, the iPhone's latest operating system. Um, you can expect iOS 13 to be faster and more efficient with top-to-bottom performance improvements. Apps will launch twice as fast and take up half the amount of space. Um, updates to apps will be 60% smaller. Unlocking through Face ID will be 30% faster. Um and for thank God news. <laughs> yeah, I know. For Night Owls and Insomniacs, Apple rolled out a system-wide dark mode. It looks so good, too. I know. The way it's act on all apps and you can see how it works yeah. in dark mode was actually really nice. Because I hate that shit when it's like, oh, yeah, you can have it in dark mode, but not all apps are, you know, or even apps within their ecosystem is not all 
curated to be in dark mode. So you're sitting there going, yeah, oh, this ends is up being a fucking mess. Yeah, you end up going, oh, this is cool. It's like, ah, I can't say. <laughs> <laughs> um, Apple's built-in apps got an overhaul, including maps, uh, reminders, notes, mail, and more. Maps look really good. Yeah, they it did. it looked like they really kind of borrowed a lot from Google. <laughs> I've been using, well, of course, I've been using um, Apple Maps exclusively on my phone. I didn't download Google. I didn't see a reason to download Google Maps, and it works just fine. Yeah, I mean, it it, it got a lot of shit from the beginning, you know. But you yeah, know. but I think they fixed all that. Shit. Yeah, but I, I the way it looks, I actually I like the fact that you can set up favorites, you know, mm-hmm. and even contacts, you know, of like going oh from me to their house, you know immediately pulls it up there and it's supposed to have real-time transit that's one reason why i really liked google google maps was because i got transit information and um at the time that i was using it uh apple didn't have that yeah we're, no one's saying that uh, google maps is the gold standard of yeah. fucking maps i mean they really set the stage of um how to do it and I'm, it's nice to see that apple maps is catching up because when you have an iphone you already have apple maps you know what i mean like right. I'm kind of a big proponent of if if the default works, <laughs> then why do I have to go find something else? Um, also, Apple Maps isn't fucking selling your location information to everybody yeah. else. Um, Speaking of which. Oh, I completely forgot where I was. Um, ah, a new and improved Maps app will be unveiled by the end of 2019. That will include more detailed maps, 3D satellite imagery, and enhanced privacy protection for location sharing. Um, they really did focus on security and privacy. I like the fact that with the with the location security, when they said that it'll, you can allow you just to do it now, you yeah. know, and then if you leave it on, it'll warn you like, hey, these apps are trying to, you know, access you. Which your is location. how it should be. Yeah, I we should always have a say in our location. They don't need to People know everything. Be so fucking, and you should have an option where you don't give a fuck. Fine. Yeah, but I don't think people should be that lazy about it. Like you can press, yeah, okay, you know, but whatever. Um, another score for the security conscious, a new like sign-in with Apple feature promises to give users a quick way to sign into third-party apps without the added tracking baggage of using Facebook or Google. You can authenticate your logins with Face ID or Touch ID. Apple will even generate a random email address to be used on services if you don't want to use your real one. This is real fucking cool. Yeah. Um, and yes, of course, Google and Facebook have both had this for a long time, but there's as it says, there's baggage that comes along with using them. And we know with if you log in through Apple, Apple's not going to sell off what you're doing. Yeah. You know, that's a big thing. It's written right in their fucking thing that they don't do that. They, they make money off of us, off of services, <laughs> off of giving us things right. the old fashioned way. <laughs> right. um, this was actually, I actually enjoyed these a little bit more than I probably should. Once we um, both get iPhones, we're going to fucking tear the hell I out of this, this thing. It's going to be dumb. <laughs> Emojis are about to get a lot more personal. Apple's Memoji will come with a seeming, seemingly endless array of personalization features, including makeup, jewelry, uh, accessories, and more. You can use Memojis as iMessage stickers <laughs> as well as third-party message apps like WeChat. So instead of using smileys, you can use your own fucking Memoji face. I'm like, that changes the game. Right. Like, I'm... I'm it, it's kind of like Bitmoji, but it won't be as complicated. Yeah. Like Bitmoji, you did a separate app and all that dumb shit. Um, but yeah, I was pretty stoked about that. Uh, photos will get a host of new editing and lighting options, including portrait lighting. So that it looked pretty cool. I don't really use that stuff, but um, 
it looked cool. Yeah. My wife would like it, but she's she's still looking at Apple like they're the enemy. <laughs> <laughs> she doesn't get it. Like she doesn't she's I she's, just figured out how to use her Samsung. She, phone. She's in the uh, she's still in the old world. Right. Um, browsing your photos will get a lot easier. Apple will use machine learning to eliminate the clutter, um, sorting duplicates and organizing photos into time specific categories. If I, that works, awesome. Yeah, I thought so too. I go, if that if that works really well, and I like the fact that the videos play, you know, within the uh, within the gallery. I was like going, oh, that's kind of cool. I like that. It'll be a lot nicer because that's one. Recently found out you can hold your thumb on a photo and it's record it's recorded a little bit of it so you can save like the best angle oh yeah. i didn't know you could do that <laughs> <laughs> i was like what <laughs> um so that was kind of dope and that's an old feature that's not new yeah. um <laughs> it's new to you that's what counts so now on to a couple things for home kit um apple wants to bring privacy and security camera footage the company unveils Two new products, Apple HomeKit Secure Video and HomeKit for routers that aim to protect the privacy of home surveillances. And I actually was impressed with this. Um, we have a security camera in the house with our cable company. And I was watching their presentation that I kind of thought about, like, anyone could really get into that camera. Yeah. You know, it's 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 not like Cox Communications is super secure. Right. You know what I mean? So, I mean, would anyone? Nah, it's pretty slim. But right. they could. But they could, yeah. If, if they wanted to. Um, so it was nice to see that they were kind of focusing more on the security aspect I mean, to that. I mean, it's like, you know, asking your wife if she'd be into a threesome. It probably won't happen, but it could. Stupid. <laughs> um, HomeKit for security. not wrong. Video feed <laughs> and store it on iCloud. HomeKit for routers will create a virtual firewall between your network and any device on the network. So one thing I noticed not on here um, – the cool thing about this HomeKit thing is so other other services will the, – the whole basis of this is is the camera is also scanning to see if it's a person or if, if it's an item or whatever. Right. Um, and it sends that information to the cloud. Um, usually in other services, it will send the raw footage to the cloud and then they will process it there. Right. Um, which has some security risks. Apple says what's going to happen is – the um the data will be processed on a local device so an ipad an iphone a mac or whatever fucking apple device you have in your house um and then that the already processed information will be encrypted and sent to icloud not even apple can see it right um which is i feel the way it should be yeah you know but i i thought that was it's kind of funny because i used to hate apple but this <laughs> fucking privacy shit is got me hard as fuck well it's um, it's interesting when you think about it because like yeah that was kind of like me too but when i see just how much of the wild west is in google versus you know apple it's kind of like yeah, yeah I'm, I'm leaning more towards that because i mean their technology is sound i mean now it's like it's it's holding up and that's the thing like you know like when, you know, we're not talking about like hating Samsung, you know, hating Google versus liking Apple. It's just the two different methodologies between them. And that's what what you like. You know, it's like I'm kind of liking Apple because I like a lot of the security they're doing and the, the, they're kind of mastering. Hey, this is our ecosystem. So everything's going to work, you know, congruently with that ecosystem versus Google where it's like, oh, yeah, we have this that, and the other thing. Oh, but you can't really use this unless you unlock everything of your personal life in order for this to pick it up. And you can't turn it off because then it won't work. You know. By the way, we're gonna tell all of our friends so we can make some money. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, and I, I was, I'm. Uh, 
The only thing that that does kind of irritate me about Apple is is the cost, yeah. and that more more in their computer space they they overcharge. Oh yeah, um, did you hear about it, that thousand uh, dollar computer yeah, monitor did. stand? Like, well, okay, I saw the yeah. uh, the caption of it. I think it was the Verge was like, "This is why people hate Apple." Like, <laughs> yeah, and they and did you hear the crowd when they said it? They tried to gloss over it, and the crowd, yeah. went, oh shit, <laughs> <laughs> there was a groan. But we have seen slowly that they are moving into making quote unquote budget <laughs> devices uh, like the XR and stuff like that. So, yeah, you know, it's not, not exactly. It's still a premium phone. De- but defi- it's not, define uh, budget, though, you know, <laughs> comparatively, it's cheaper. Um, so that's HomeKit. Not too much going on, but something that's pretty cool. Now, moving on to everybody's best friend, Siri. I like um, some of the made changes they made to Siri. Yeah. A new and improved Siri will be better integrated with CarPlay, AirPods, and HomePod speaker. Um, HomePod can now be used by multiple users and can even distinguish between the voices of different members of the household. I thought it could already do that. Yeah. So that's that's dope. It should be that way. Um, with the redesign of CarPlay, Siri can make your on-screen app suggestions as you drive, which is cool. I'm actually going to be using, once I get my car up and running, I already have a um, – a touchscreen uh, stereo that I'm putting into my car. Oh yeah, um, and it has CarPlay built into it. Oh nice. Uh, so I'll I'll definitely see how that works, and it also has the Android equivalent. But I'll I'll see how that CarPlay. I heard CarPlay's fucking dope. Yeah, I've heard that too. I've heard a lot. Like of basically, games. your phone is now the computer <laughs> for the car. Right. You know? So I'm I'm definitely looking forward to that. Um, if you're wearing AirPods, Siri will be able to read back your messages and let you reply automatically. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I thought they um, could, but I guess I they could too. But yeah, that was something they left out conveniently. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Siri shortcuts will will automatically suggest Siri shortcuts for users based on their behavior and give users suggestions on multi-step uh shortcuts that they can try i just recently found out that you can actually do that you can make little shortcuts for siri yeah all the all the all the suggestions by siri will be like aa you know narcotics anonymous be like you need help you need help you need help (laughs) what are all your suggestions involving porn dude like are you all right yeah like um do you need to talk to somebody (laughs) i don't need to talk to anybody fuck Um, you siri you don't run my life Thanks to the power of neural TTS, Siri will sound more like a human. And they actually did a side-by-side comparison, an audio side-by-side comparison. And yes, it sounded like a person. Yeah, it actually sounds. I think it was one word that was kind of weird. Yeah, it it was the, well, in the original, it was the, there was that one part where it was two separate words and they, because it's, I think, supposed to be one word and they, it kind of spliced together, which I've heard that with Siri before. You yeah. know, and then you hear, you hear it the other way, and it was a, it sounded a lot smoother. It sounded great. I, I mean, it it sounded like someone you could actually have a conversation with. I actually kind of thought destruct sequence activated. <laughs> they should keep uh, the old voice though as an option, just in case people feel nostalgic. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> uh, um, d- now- uh, was it uh, uh, auto destruct sequence? The code zero tango alpha. Does the second <laughs> officer concur? Yes, wholeheartedly. (laughs) Um, Something that I'm very excited about since I'm about to get an iPad in a couple of months um, is iPadOS, uh, which is an update in itself. Um, (laughs) 
the iPad is getting its own OS. <laughs> um, so the for those who don't know, the iPad uses iOS, the same thing that's on the phone. Right. It's just a bigger version of an iPhone. Um, the home screen is more useful now. It can display more apps to launch, and you can pin widgets to it so you can see what them whether you unlock whenever you unlock your iPad. Um, I'm I've been j- like trying to dive into the widgets a little bit, and they look cool. But I haven't really messed with it too much. But it would make more sense on a tablet. Yeah. The slide over feature allows you to swipe between multiple apps on an iPad, much like you do on an iPhone. I thought that was pretty dope. Yeah, I liked how you can kind of, um, oh, well, you're going to say that in the next one. Yeah. Split view is more powerful. You can open the same app across split view. So you can work on two documents in the same in the same app side by side. You can also have multiple instances of the same app open like having notes in split view open with both Safari and mail. So yeah, it, it definitely, the multitasking is on another level. Uh, and, and I think making a specific OS for the iPad made sense because you have so much more screen real estate and the iOS is not designed for that. iOS right. is designed for the phone where we don't have that much screen real estate. And I just thought it was a lot of wasted uh, potential there. What I think um, too is going to be cool is like if the apps get redesigned for the iPad OS, you're going to get a lot less white spaces. Yeah, you know, like they, like if you clean. use like Facebook and and uh, Twitter and Instagram and stuff like that, it's actually going to be more intuitive to do that. And I liked how they actually were showing more of the um, like the uh, the keyboard, like using it as a keyboard and actually using it kind of like how people how else you know not of many people but a few people use Surface. Surface Pros, yeah, yeah. They they did they add mouse support too. They had yeah they did add yeah. um, keyboard and mouse support, which is nice. They also added a USB support, which I thought yeah. was pretty USB slick. USB support. So um, basically, it's like a little laptop. Yeah, you know, which is great. Safari is now a desktop class browser that won't default to showing mobile view of websites. Apple also added thirty more keyboard shortcuts to make it faster to navigate. So. I got super excited about this because for two reasons. One, if you really realize, Apple's the first one to kind of make an OS specifically for tablets. Right. Um, Android tablets run Android. Yeah. You know, so they have the same. It really wasn't an issue, but now it will be an issue <laughs> <laughs> because iPad's going to do it correctly. Well, so well, um, I think the 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 only company that's really been doing a great job with tablets is Microsoft um, with the Surface. The Surface tablets, but no one's really buying those, so yeah. I don't really know why they're not buying them. Yeah, I mean, to be honest, it could be because of the reason why nobody's buying the the Google Nexus tablets or the Samsung tablets is because they support them, especially Microsoft. They support them, and then they have a new one, and then it's like, yeah. oh, that OS is going to go away. At least you know when you buy an iPad, your iPad will last you a long time. Yeah, because not only, and I've had my iPad for probably about three or four years, um, and it, you know, well, you 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 messed around with it the other the, the last yeah. time you were around, and it it works perfectly. It works. It's got the latest OS on it. Mm-hmm. Snappy. It, it, he might as well have handed me one fresh out the box. Right. You know, and, and I think that's something that's also something to keep in mind. With, <laughs> and I've been learning a little bit, too, is the the aftermarket um, world for um, Apple devices is is a solid one because of the longevity of the devices. Yeah, that's true. Like You can buy you can buy. I have an iPhone seven plus. And it's fast. It's it's just as fast as 
anyone else's iPhone. And now, obviously, if I'm playing a fucking like high high end game or something like that, but I mean to do the the stuff that I'm doing with it, it's quick. There's no there's no <laughs> issue here, you know, other than the big crackle on the top of my fucking screen. <laughs> um, but whatever. <laughs> so, but I like the fact that now for me, like it makes it makes my iPad a lot more user like i can like now if it's it since it's constructing it more as like a desktop um display i do have a blue uh bluetooth keyboard with it it'll actually allow me the the nicer option to be able to use it like oh my laptop's not working right oh i can just use my ipad and and still get the same functionality one some of the two things that i didn't put on there was the fact that now you can be able to transfer media from like a camera to your ipad yeah, they're, 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 a, lot of, a lot of quality of life updates, like stuff that you would do with a laptop yeah. or stuff that Android's been able to do, you know, and, and the, the files app is also getting a complete overall. So yeah. it, it makes more sense and will look more like the one that's on the Mac. Yeah. Um, and I think um, I think that's great. I think I don't really want to carry a laptop around anymore yeah. because most of the time I don't need a keyboard. And I don't mind carrying a, a small Logitech Bluetooth keyboard for those times that I do, you know what I mean, in a bag. Well, they and even I, have those. They even have those covers that have a keyboard built in. The yeah, so, the soft, so, um, the soft coated keyboards. So yeah, it's it's pretty solid. Um, I'm excited about it. So if you just in case you forgot that this is the developers conference. Um, they started talking about the Mac Pro, <laughs> which most of us will never buy. Um, it also looks like a cheese grater. I'm not too fond of the design, but whatever. Um, <laughs> yeah, I know. I saw that. I was like, oh, okay. You can also, at the same time, you make some you can, tacos. With you make some yeah. tacos. You can grate some cheese or something like that. <laughs> but Apple always does weird. The, I've never thought the Pros looked good. Every one they make, I think, looks weird. Yeah, they, they, they're like, not horrible. Yeah, they look like weak. a piece of furniture. They just look like a piece of furniture. Right. Which may be what they're going for. They don't want it to look like they a, were really They were really jerking themselves off about those stainless steel handles. It's like, <laughs> all right. It's like, calm down um, a little bit. <laughs> uh, here's a, So we're going to break down the specs of the 2019 Mac Pro, um, basically. But in the, in the article, there's a, a better – there's some links in there if you want to see some more official stuff. Um, the base model of the Mac Pro will include an 8-core Intel Xenon CPU, 32 gigabytes of memory, a 256-gigabyte SSD, and a Radeon Pro 580 um, graphics card. Uh, so it is, it's not a slouch. <laughs> um, video editors will no doubt appreciate the inclusion of Afterburner, a hardware accelerator card that enables the mac pro to play 12 streams of 4k video for a second i actually got a little excited but then i realized oh it's the soft hardware i thought it was the game afterburner <laughs> <laughs> stupid um the base pro will start Which, come at, on if it was included oh fuck yeah yeah exactly I mean, Afterburner is great the base pro will start at five thousand nine hundred and ninety nine dollars you know so cheap right and be released this <laughs> fall a new 32-inch 6K Retina display from Mac Pro will also be available this fall and cost $4,999 Again, for cheap. the monitor. <laughs> Fuck you, man. Apple also unveiled a new removable display stand, which can rotate. A, a, are you all right? No, this, this last one's killing me. <laughs> 
adjust for height or tilt. The stand sits at a whopping thousand dollars. I don't know why it's a thousand dollars. Apple hasn't said anything. Uh, just the just response like from good, the audience was great. It just looks like a good fucking monitor stand, and I really don't understand. It comes why. free with usually any monitor that you buy. You I know, don't like get it. I feel like Apple's just fucking stroking themselves <laughs> over there. But oh my God. still, when they announced it, and you just heard the. In the audience, who is gonna? I want to meet the person who will buy it. I, I want to meet that human being. I know you're just lost their way. You're just like, okay, first you smack him across the face. You know, it's like, okay, come on, you're back to reality here. Come on, let's. One thing though, and why, this computer, if you like using Apple or you need Apple and you're a developer, um, one thing that was really impressive was when they had um, what's their audio. I think Logic or something. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was up, and they were playing so many different streams of fucking music. Like, I was like, that's fucking impressive. Yeah. Like, that processor does not play. It's a workhorse. Right, and the amount of memory and all that. Sure, could you build this and put Windows on it for cheaper? Of course you could. Of course you could. (laughs) But anyone who's buying this has specific needs, or they're just super an Apple. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well, I mean, you know, we'll joke about how much these things cost, you know, and, you know, you got to remember, too, that Apple devices are generally used for entertainment media. I mean, you know, Apple saw, I mean, um, you know, uh, yeah, someone's going to make like the next avatar in this fucking thing. Right. Uh, but, you know, I mean, they they do, you know, web content, uh, video movies are usually made on Mac Pros you know, uh, any kind of graphic design. And it's usually used on Mac because they're, they're workhorses and they're able to stay, you know. And, and that's generally one of the reasons why. Yeah, we make fun of it because we think of a computer that we're going to use to run, like, a podcast, you know, where you yeah. can just simply use the a Mac MacBook Pro. Pro is not for regular folk. Right. You know, so the people who will use this probably aren't even going to be the ones that buy it. Right. Their company bought it. Yeah, they put a, <laughs> they put a ticket in and they got one, you know. And then they took it home. Right, exactly. Installed well, World of Warcraft. <laughs> Insults everybody. That and and just start, you know, making memes on Imager. <laughs> so, macOS, um, Catalina. Catalina. <laughs> I always love that name. I, that was one of those names where I could never name one of my kids that because it just sounds like sex. Mm-hmm. You know. Mm-hmm. I want to go to that town. Salacious. Salacious. <laughs> So the latest, but by the way, the latest version of macOS is called Catalina. Um, <laughs> In case you didn't get as, it, <laughs> as we've learned, now we're talking about macOS. We're talking about the computer um, yeah. specifically, which is weird uh, that it's called Catalina because isn't it usually called like some type of like you know, cat yeah, like wolf, probably running out of fucking cat. Yeah, I know. We're right? gonna put Tabby. You know, <laughs> they're just running out. They're gonna be like Wolfie and Doggo <laughs> and Kitty. <laughs> But there, I think the new wallpaper is, is Catalina. Yeah. Stuff like that. You know, they like to be cute. <laughs> a lot of Linux distributions do that too. The, they mimic some kind of location or, or an animal or something. Like Ubuntu's latest that I'm on now is um something Dingo. or so, I can't remember <laughs> what it's called. Um, Dingo ate my baby. Now I need to know. Hold on. Ubuntu <laughs> 19.04. Disco Dingo. Oh my god. Yeah. Which is actually weird because usually it's a um a verb or a descriptive word and then the animal. But now they just put I think that someone just was like, Disco Dingo's too precious sounding. 
It <laughs> needs to be called that. It needs to be up there. Um, as we've learned, iTunes will soon be no more. Instead, your entertainment will be split into three apps, music, TV, and podcast. Music will work with your local media library as well as Apple Music. Um, Sidecar allows you to use your iPad as a second display for the Mac. That was fucking awesome. Yeah. Um, you can even use the iPad and Apple Pencil as a drawing canvas for Mac apps. I'm, I'm um, actually super excited about this because I have a few – a few of my kids are really into drawing and um, I was like, damn, I was tempted just because of that. Like I was like, that would be so fucking dope yeah. that I could just hand them the, the they could sit at my computer <laughs> or theirs, whatever. And I can hand them the fucking um, iPad and they could just sit there and draw shit. You know, sure. You can do it with a Wacom tablet on them. And just, I just thought it was cool. Yeah. The TV app includes support for 4k video. There you go. Um, <laughs> Finding lost Apple devices will get a lot easier. A new Find My app uh, will help you locate any Apple device using a secure Bluetooth signal. Thieves will have even less incentive to steal your Mac. A new activation lock with T2 security chip will require user credentials to install any new programs. That's pretty like an actual hardware chip for security. You know, that's pretty cool. Um, Project Catalyst will allow developers to easily create apps that work across Mac, iPad, and iPhone. Um, Twitter is releasing a new desktop app through this initiative. So this made sense to me, especially since they're going to have a new iPad OS. So now you have three distinct, um, well, you know, very similar, but three three versions of of a Mac or an Apple OS, and they needed to come out with something for developers that would go, okay, you need to do this and this for the iPad, this and this for the iPhone. You know, so that makes a lot of sense. Um, synergy, people, synergy. Yeah, that's what uh, it's all about. A greatly expanded voice control feature is designed to let people navigate the Mac using only their voice, which is cool. Yeah. For, um, didn't they demonstrate, like, I might be thinking about something else. This would be cool for people who are disabled. Yeah. Um, I feel like the average person is not using it. I remember when um, they had it for Windows when I was still using Windows. The um, Cortana. The only thing I used it for was to tell it to shut my computer off when I went to bed. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's something that is amazing for and they had a little video, didn't they? With someone in a wheelchair oh, yeah. or something. Yeah, yeah, they did. Yeah, that's what I'm remembering. Yeah, it, it's something because I kind of wrote it off when they said, "Yeah, whatever, voice control." And then they showed the video. I'm like, you know what? You, you kind of forget that that kind the the digital world is locked off for a lot of people. Yeah, you know what I mean. And and something like that kind of opens that window for them, and that's kind of amazing. Well, you saw they, that a lot. Apple's during... not reinventing the wheel here, but it's it's just cool. That well, it's you kind of saw that during like the uh, Super Bowl ads for the Xbox. When they yeah. were showing a lot of kids that were, you know, disabled using modified controllers and stuff like that so they can play and stuff like that, which I think is cool because, yeah, we do kind of forget about them. You know? I think it's cool that a lot of companies are starting to do that now. Yeah. Um, even fucking Sony, and it wasn't really for disabled, but Sony has a, a official PlayStation controller that's like a tiny one for mm. little kids. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and... I was almost bought one for Harley one time, but she can handle a regular controller now. But it's just a small one. 
I liked I like I forgot this on on there but I liked on the iPad when you can actually minimize the can the um, keyboard so like if you're using a finger or your thumb you know when they said you were when you were using that and they go yeah you can minimize the keyboard so if you're ever doing it with your thumb which I thought oh my god that's that would be so useful when you're which is um Samsung has that yeah as well and it is useful yeah. like here's something too is is I was watching the keynote at work and I was like, oh, that's cool. That's cool. And a lot of stuff, yeah, Samsung already does. Um, and Samsung or Android, whatever. And people who would, who are around me going, yeah, well, my fucking Android. Was, I'm like, the thing, there's two things you don't realize here. One, no one said, I don't think Apple's claiming they invented it. Right. They're saying it's coming. And two, um, Apple users don't give a fuck what your phone can do because yeah. they don't have it. Right. I've always said that. Like, <laughs> like it, saying, oh, well, my phone's done that for two years now. It's like, yeah, there's some features where <coughs> Apple would slow on and they needed to hurry the fuck up. Yeah. Um, but having your keyboard be on, that's, that's, that's just a quality of life thing. That's not something yeah. that – what was the one but thing the that thing we was, but the, in front of them that they fucking were taking too long? Oh, it was the wireless charging. Wireless charging, yeah. yeah. It's like, what, come on, guys. When they try, when they do, because they were trying to be all proprietary – yeah. And it just took too long, so they ended up canceling. Just oh, it, they had like the Apple Pad or something. Yeah, or, and yeah. that didn't work out. And then they're just like, you can use it on any just wireless device. <laughs> <laughs> but the thing is, is like, yeah, Samsung does that on your bigger phones. But this is we're talking the iPad. Like, I want to see is that on? Does the Google Nexus do that? Do, 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 do those iPads do that where you can make the thing mini and you can actually use it on an iPad? Because like, yeah, I'm not sure. Yeah, it's like going. Yeah, you can say Samsung has. It's like yeah, but. You know, but a, a pad doesn't. I haven't seen that on any pad. You know, so but the, you know, there's there's a lot going back and forth on that. Oh, and, and you can do. Um, speaking of quality of life, you can do like swipe key. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't use it, but a lot a lot of people dig it. Yeah, I don't um, use it and either. That's that can that's on the normal um, Mac. I tried it once, and cool. I just like all sorts of fucked up. I can see why people like it. Yeah. But I just didn't – I didn't ask for it, so I didn't feel like <laughs> getting used to it. Like I was fine. Right. Um, but they say it's better for people who always misspell, so maybe I should fucking check it out. But <laughs> it also if – if your hands are even the bit oily. Oh, yeah. You've just smeared the shit out of the bottom <laughs> half of your screen. But whatever. Right. So that is the Apple keynote. I think the takeaway here – is that a lot of stuff to me sounds like they've they've been listening to people's requests. Yeah, they've been listening to. It looks like a lot a lot of them. The focus on privacy and security is is top notch, um, and I think more people need to pay attention to that. To be honest, um, I've I've honestly been trying to not use Google at all, Google services and stuff, and I know that's overboard, and I'm being paranoid, but. Um, can you, you know, stop? These, can you stop moving your tinfoil hat? The crinkle is kind of creating a lot of noise. Oh no, it has a strap. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, but um, it's it's twofold. I, I'm stop. I'm I'm pulling away from Google one because of that, but also, um, why why do I have to use a company I don't respect? Yeah. Um, how they're using my data and how? I mean, I I close my Facebook too, you know, and it's just like Apple. Apple underst- I think gets it. You know, and yeah. a lot of not all of their shit is like this this way, but some of it you feel like you get nickeled and dimed by Apple. But when you look at it, a lot of it is because they're not selling your data. 
Yeah. So they don't make that extra revenue stream. And then, then I started thinking, wait a minute, Google nickels and dimes me for fucking monthly services too. But they make you like, fuck you. <laughs> I got a little annoyed. Well, one of the things you know? that I thought was interesting was that they said, like, uh, they showed that the Apple, um, and they're talking about Apple, like people using the most current operating system right. and that adoption rate. And Apple has a 90% adoption rate. And they said, and then the other guys, which you know they were referring to Google, has right. a 10% adoption rate. Now, one of the things that's interesting about that is the fact that a lot of that is Google, but it's also the uh, third parties. Like every update that comes through, Verizon, AT&T, Sprint, T-Mobile, they all have to quote unquote examine it. And then they usher it out depending on the devices. And then, well, de- also and also depending on how old your device is, depends on right. where in line you get it. And that's not really, I've never faulted Google for that, but it is an added level of complexity because you have this, you, you have this open software that can be put on anything yeah. and it becomes a mess, you know, and if you, now if you have a flagship, it's a little different, but yeah. then you also have the, um, but if you also have a Google, profile. if you have a Google, a Google, uh, actual Google device, like you know, straight from Google, right? You're going to get that update right away, right? And and it's um because that device is from them, they can do what Apple does because right. Apple doesn't allow bloatware on their phone right. they, unless it's theirs, which is very little, by the way. Yeah. I I can remove the majority of the apps on an iPhone. I mean, for like me, stocks isn't. I was like, yeah, I don't need stocks. Yeah, I got rid of that. Yeah. Um. You can even re- remove maps. Like the only stuff, like you can't remove Safari. You can't remove um, files or the right. <laughs> thing. like things that if you remove them, you're kind of fucked. You, know? right. um, you can't remove the app store. Uh, <laughs> but um, that's bullshit, man. I should be able to do whatever the fuck I want. <laughs> and I downloaded the Verizon, the My Verizon app. Sorry, <coughs> payment bill and shit. <coughs> But that's the only Verizon app I need. I don't need all the other shit. Yeah, I hate a lot of the bloatware that comes with Google. Yeah, like, and Google's getting better. At least Verizon is, because I I could remove a majority of it off of my um, Note 8. But but, now you have, like, Samsung that's, you know, oh, we're pre-installing Facebook on your devices. Yeah, and it's like, like, no, we shouldn't be doing that. Like, pre-installing anything is a waste of my fucking time. Go to the App Store and download it for two seconds. Yeah. You know, it's, it's just give me a clean phone, you know, but whatever, whatever. Okay. <laughs> that was a developers conference highlights. Um, can't wait for the next one. Cause I think the next one in September is the new, is when they talk to new phones yeah. and you know, stuff like that. So, and China, some Chinese phones have been making headway. There's a new technology now where they do, they did make, it was, there was no notch. And oh yeah, it was yeah, a yeah. Facing camera because um they they figure out the OLEDs they can turn off um the diodes right above the camera lens so you could see it at certain angles if you're trying to see it right but for the most part it was just a big screen and then when you were going to take a thing it just kind of fades away and takes the camera I was like that's fucking future shit yeah um so we'll see I don't think Apple will adopt that right away but we'll we'll see um and now finally. Are what the actual fuck for this week. Um, last week we talked about the Obama revenge conspiracy theory. So this week 
we are back with some personal favorites of ours. Flat Earthers. Fucking. <laughs> From the friendly atheists, two unique groups are having a war of words about the theory. Quote, talk about a complete lack of self-awareness. Creationist Ken Ham says people who think the earth is flat are being ridiculous because they aren't basing their beliefs in science. And if they think creationists, by the way, creationists are saying that. Right. And if they think the Bible supports them, it's only because they wrongly choose which verses to quote as if they tell the whole story. Someone um, should introduce him to a mirror. (laughs) Uh, his hilarious rant was prompted by a new documentary duh, documentary. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. I don't, I'm tired. <laughs> um, in which one group of scientifically illiterate fools tells another group of scientifically illiterate fools who they're scientifically illiterate fools, <laughs> why they're scientifically illiterate fools. Um, now before you, let me just zoom in. <laughs> That's the problem here. Okay. Um, That's a, before, you got the font at like five. <laughs> it was. It was really small. Um, now, before you contact us to tell us the Earth is flat, first, please watch this documentary. Um, we've thoroughly researched the, the supposed biblical and scientific <laughs> pieces of evidence presented in favor of such a um, wrong view. <laughs> it simply isn't taught in scripture, and the science doesn't support it. Although, sadly, many Christians are being convinced by cherry-picked data that only shows parts of the whole story and out of context. If you know someone in the Flat Earth Movement, I encourage you to share this documentary with them. If, and if you're a part of it, I respectfully encourage you to, humble, to humbly view this film and reconsider your position. Ham also says people now ask him if he believes in a Flat Earth all the time. Uh, he doesn't seem to realize it's because... When you promote fiction as science, you're bound to draw in an audience that's susceptible to bad arguments and distorted facts. When real, scienti- when real scientists give talks, I assure you people don't waste their time inquiring about the dumbest possible conspiracy theories. If one sneaks through, they're roundly mocked. It's just not surprising that the Venn diagram between creationists and flat earthers inclu- includes a lot of overlap. When you fall for one hoax, the other quickly gets within reach. It's not even the first time Answers in Genesis has mocked flat earthers and been criticized in return, but it's equally hilarious. If Ken Ham even understands why flat earthers fall for something so obviously wrong, maybe then he'll realize what the rest of us have been saying about him this whole time. On a side note, the link back to Ken Ham's homepage about the documentary was taken down. So... Yeah. <laughs> the thing is, does the Bible even talk about the shape of the earth? No, it's the, the, the Old Testament was written for fucking sheep farmers 2000 years ago. There, there's some that say that if you if you examine there's like a, a, a like a spherical dome that goes over it and that, like there's taking certain passages that kind of right. c- they're fo- forming them to their narrative. Right, exactly. I think um what we have to do any Christian or one that claims to be the one knows that the the Old Testament is supposed to be almost like a a history book. Right. It's telling you something that happened in the past. Now, these stories or the parts of the Bible in the Old Testament and the New Testament were written by people. 
like if we want to go in the in the more religious sense, they were inspired by God to write them, but they're still written by people of that time. So they're not going to go into complex fucking astrobiology <laughs> and explain to you how it works. They know, <laughs> and they weren't really worried about it. Honestly, if I'm if if I'm speaking to a being that created the universe, I'm not asking them the shape of the planet I'm on. All right. We're, we're worried about other things, okay? <laughs> so they people need to stop using the Bible. Like it's got answers to every freaking question on the planet. Right, or or yeah. manipulating it to fit. Right, like just – it's disrespectful. Like don't do that stupid shit. What was it? Um, I was watching uh, Good Omens. The show's great, by the way. Oh, uh, I haven't watched that yet. Oh, yeah, it's so good. Um, there's a part where they're, chrono- um, they're chronicling the, 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 um, the friendship between um, – uh, the I always forget their names, but the evil and the uh, the demon and the angel. And there's a part where they're crucifying Jesus, and they're both standing there. And he's like, and the demon who's played by David Tennant comes up to him and he's like, "Did you know him?" And he's like, "No." He goes, "Did you?" And he goes, "Well, I showed him the kingdoms of the world." And he goes, "Why'd you do that?" And he goes, "He was born in Ga-. he goes he was born in Galilee. It's not like he was going to have a lot of travel um, options." <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it's a great show. If you guys haven't watched it, it's, it's really, really great show. I might watch the first episode tonight because yeah. I, I honestly forgot about it. There's too much going on. I've read the book. I have it over there. Yeah, they, it's um, a lot of the reviews that I've been reading on have been saying that it does great honor to the book. I mean, Neil the Gaiman, book, the Neil Gaiman wrote the scripts. So the book is confusing <laughs> at first because it kind of jumps around a lot. But I read the book twice. I think they because, did pretty good at keeping it kind of pretty straightforward in the show. Yeah, and yeah. I think that was going to be the biggest challenge was to organize the information because the problem is is that Neil Neil Gaiman is is a, is an excellent storyteller, and so was you know rest in peace Ter- uh, Terry Pratchett. Right. But they both were ones that were a little zany when they're telling stories. Terry Pratchett more on the humor side, Neil Gaiman more on the on the dra- dramatic side. Yeah. Um. And when those two got together, it was like something that was beautiful, but almost like I don't know why. <laughs> like it was a little confusing. When I read it the second time, it was great. Yeah. The first time I was I was left a little like, I know I read something good. I just don't I don't get it. And I I, like, well, I, I got time and I, I love Michael and, and the the I think they did a great casting job with Michael Sheen and David Tennant. Oh, of course. As, as both of them and, and John Hamm's Gabriel. Um Oh really? Yeah, which I thought was pretty interesting. It's like, um, and then they're slowly introducing the uh, the uh, angels of the apocalypse. You know, now, Amazon doesn't release the whole season. No, it's all out. It's all out. Oh, it's all out. Yeah, okay. they they dropped all. It's only like six episodes, I think, and I'm on episode four. Yeah, because so. it's it's like a mini series, yeah. right? Yeah, like they're gonna get to the end of the book and that's it. They're not gonna. As far as I know, yeah, it's it's yeah. um, and in each episode's about an hour ish. So, um, but I, I thought they did a, such a great job. And, and if you don't know what it's about, it's basically two angels that are, or an angel and a demon that are trying to prevent the end of the world. And um, they have to kind of secure the Antichrist, but they lost the Antichrist. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> they don't want the world to end because right. they, they actually enjoy they, it. Right. And it's kind of interesting, like in the book at least, that um, demons and angels basically hang out with each other. <sighs> they just have different jobs. Yeah. Like it's kind of what it is, you know, and there's a lot of great fucking um, dialogue between the two main characters, the angel oh, yeah. and the demon. And I'm sure it's 
with actors like that, I'm sure it's done beautifully. Yeah, it's but like, you're a demon. Um, you have you you get behind me, you foul creature. After you, <laughs> <laughs> right? It was silly shit like that. Yeah. And it, it was. I don't know. That was one of the few books that I've laughed out loud. Yeah. Um, when reading, I don't do. I don't laugh out loud at TV often. Um, so that was. I don't know. And I won't, I won't my, fucking my, my my brother's you know particularly a little more uh, religious you know uh, than than I am, but he's actually been enjoying it. He's like, we're gonna watch another one. <laughs> yeah. So it's 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 pretty. I don't know. It's like we kind of toy on the like, is it kind of blasphemous? But at the same time, it's like, well, they're not really mocking. You know, they're just kind of you know showing. You know, they're just kind of a little bit of the it's not so much as like mocking as it's like humorizing it and uh especially when they talk about faking their reports that they come up they're the one part where they come up with the agreement that's like well since there's no sense in both of us going there so i'll do the good deed and you and the and the, the bad one and you don't have to go this time <laughs> you know it's yeah like, you're kind of like wow <laughs> Uh, all right. Well, that's our episode for this week. Thanks for joining us. And thank you for excusing the coughing. Uh, if you want to help us out, you can, there's two ways you can. One, you can leave us a review wherever you get the show. Recommend this show to your friends. Two, if you really want to help us out, you can donate. You can head over to lazygeeks.com and click on the donate button. You can follow us on Facebook, facebook.com slash thelazygeeks. Twitter and Instagram at thelazygeeks, all one word. And send us some feedback, comments, suggestions for episodes or your favorite conspiracy theories, as we have been touching on those a lot lately, which is nice. Yeah. Um, the geeks at thelazygeeks.com. And if you want more content content from us, just head over to the blog thelazygeeks.com and check out and um, check us out. Uh, and also, I'll be I'll be putting up um, like recaps of E3 presentations. So I think today I'm gonna have uh, I have the um, uh, Microsoft which has some cool stuff in it as well as I think it's Bethesda that, that also came up on a Sunday. They're going to be a day late, but it's going to be a recap of everything from that day. So even stuff that they mentioned afterwards will be probably in that roundup. So um, be able to check those out there. And then, like I said, next week we'll have our annual uh, E3 recap episode for 2019. So, um, so yeah, so that's it. So until next time, live large. If you ain't living large, you ain't living at all. <laughs>